We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss. As always, I'm your host, Bren Aiken, and on today's episode, I will be reviewing Kanye West's debut album, The College Dropout, in celebration of its 20th anniversary. And uh, for those of you who know when the album was released, I know I'm two weeks off from the actual, uh, you know, official 20th anniversary of the album, but I just started re-listening to the album uh, a week ago, or if, or maybe not even like a few days ago, so I figured, well, it's still the same month, it's just two weeks off, it's still the 20th anniversary and it's in the same month, so why not? And also because I haven't done a music album, or a, a music review uh, of any album, since September when I reviewed uh, Nirvana's In Utero. So I figured uh, this would be a good album to review. And also I haven't reviewed a rap or hip-hop album since uh, Post Malone's album Austin from last year. So uh, yeah, so I figured this would be a good uh, episode of the podcast to do. So yeah, uh, and <laughs> obviously, uh, yeah, if you don't know, I mean, obviously everyone who's got, knows who Kanye West is, but uh, a little backstory as to, you know, who he is and uh, his success throughout the years as a musician and rapper. He was uh, born in uh, my state, uh, Georgia. He was born in Atlanta, Georgia on June 8th, 1977. Uh, he's, you know, a rapper, a producer singer, songwriter, and also a fashion designer. He's one of the world's best-selling artists. He sold over 160 million records. He's won 24 Grammys. Um, and he so far, he's released 10 uh, solo albums, like just solo studio albums. And he's also released four, uh, or my bad, uh, three collaborative albums. Uh, and yeah, he bega- he uh, his first album was the college dropout in 2004. Uh, and he has also, like I said, he's also a fashion designer. He uh, has collaborated with uh, Nike, Louis Vuitton, uh, Gap, uh, a- APC, and also Adidas. Although in October of 2022, because of his, uh, <laughs> the anti-Semitic, the anti-Semitic things he, uh, he said, um, and, you know, praising Hitler, uh, Hitler and denying the Holocaust that led to them dropping him. They're like, yeah, we don't need this shit. So they understandably, rightfully so dropped him from there <laughs> as a sponsor. Um, but yeah, he, uh, so needless to say, uh, you know, and, and there's a lot to, regardless of, of what, your views are on Kanye and opinions. And believe me, there are a lot of opinions and a lot to be said about, uh, Kanye. Um, he is, uh, he has done and said, uh, some shitty things in recent memory. Uh, that definitely being one of them, (laughs) you know, the praising Hitler and denying that the Holocaust even happened. Um, but regardless of, you know, the controversy surrounding him and some of the stuff, you know, less than, uh, less than polite, uh, stuff that he's said regarding the Jews and Hitler and stuff over, uh, the, you know, uh, the past, uh, well, you know, it was, it's been like a year and a half at this point, but still, uh, he still stands by what he said, uh, regardless of, of all that, he is still, he still is and was back then a, uh, successful and talented, uh, 
you know, as as people say, genius. But he 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 was a pretty good, and still is, and back then was a pretty good musician, and rapper, and producer. And I actually didn't start listening to him until uh, August. I just decided, I don't know why, really. I I think it was because I was listening to uh, listening to more rap and hip hop. I was listening to. I went through Eminem's discography, or I, I don't know if I was quite all the way through it, but I, I think I was around the, that was around the time I, yeah, I finished listening through Eminem's discography. I liked that. Then I went uh, to Kanye, and then after Kanye, I listened to uh, uh, Kendrick Lamar's discography. But yeah, I was listening to uh, Kanye's discography, and obviously I, I went in order. Uh, I started with The College Dropout, obviously, because that was his first album, and I remember liking it, but not as much as I did his later albums. But, you know, ever since this past week, I've listened to it like three, maybe four more times. Because, uh, you know, I, I I had a few albums on uh, repeat. I had Graduation and 808s and Heartbreak. I'd been listening to those on repeat ever since August. But I hadn't, I, I hadn't uh, come back to any of the other albums until... Uh, until this past week when I re-listened to The College Dropout and uh, and Yeezus, which is also one of my favorites. But uh, after listening to it again for a few, uh, you know, like three or four more times since uh, this past week, I this has become my, at, and again, the list is always subject to change, but it this has become my second favorite album of his right after graduation. My, In fact, yeah, if you want to know my rankings for the albums, it would be... Uh, I'll just go, yeah, from one to ten, and I'm not. I haven't listened to his collaborative albums except for Vultures. I haven't listened to Watch the Throne or Kids See Ghosts, so I'm not going to rank them or Vultures really. I'm just going to list his solo studio albums. But from, uh, and I wouldn't really say I hate any of them, but from least favorite to favorite would be uh, number ten. I don't know. It's I'm kind of go back and forth with these two, uh, but number ten and nine are slightly interchangeable, but they would be Donda and Jesus is King. That would be his last two uh, studio albums uh, that he's released so far. Number eight would be uh, Yee, uh, or Yay, yeah, Yay, uh, which was 2018's album. Uh, seven would be The Life of Pablo. Six would be My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Uh, let's see, seven, six, five would be probably Late Registration. Four would be Jesus. Three would be 808s and Heartbreak, which... You know, I fell in love with that album immediately listening to it. I'm like, I love the just the the melodic beats and the the use of auto tune and just how laid back and chill it is. Uh, but still, how much how hyped you get listening to it? Uh, yeah, so it's it's been in my top five uh, the last few months. <laughs> well, I, you know, when I when I was listening through the discography all the way through uh, back in August, I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely a top five album from his. Uh, for me, uh, number two would be uh, the college dropout. This album, and number one would be graduation. So, uh, but yeah, so that's how I'd rank his albums. Um, but yeah, so regardless of what you think of Kanye, he is still uh, a talented musician and and rapper and producer. And uh, right out the gate, uh, he released this uh, fantastic album, uh, this hour and sixteen minute long uh, masterpiece. <laughs> Uh, I mean, well, I, some might say it's a masterpiece. Uh, it's, it's a, it's one, I'll say this, it's one hell of a debut album for, for any, any, uh, musician. I mean, any, any, uh, rapper or any artist, any singer or songwriter. It's, uh, yeah, it's just very, it's very catchy. It's very, you know, the lyrics are, you know, they're satirical and also 
very thought-provoking and uh, poignant. <laughs> not to sound, not to sound like a, a uh, not to sound like a, a snooty uh, critic or anything, um, or pretentious critic, you know. But but yeah, I mean they 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 are the lyrics are not only funny but they're also catchy and they also you know make you think and uh, yeah, it's just the the whole album has a great sense of humor uh, to it. And um, when Kanye released the album, it was from uh, it was by Jeff uh, De- Jeff. Uh, he released it under De- uh, Def Jam Recordings and Jay Z's uh, record company uh, Rockefeller Records. And he began recording it in 1999. So he spent four years recording it from 1999 to 2003, and then he finally released it on February 10th of 2004. Uh, and most of the production was handled by Kanye himself. And he uh, he diverged from at the time the then dominant uh, gangster uh, feel and vibe and persona uh, in hip hop, and most of the lyrics in uh, the album are about uh, you know family, uh, materialism, religion. He mentions religion. Uh, there's a couple songs about in there about religion, uh, racism, and also higher education, which makes sense because the name of the album is the college dropout. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, he, uh, and the production on the, on the album, uh, showcased, uh, what people described or what people described as his, uh, chipmunk soul musical style, which, uh, basically it's like, you know, there's like elements of soul music in there. Uh, but it's chipmunk soul because, uh, he spent, he speeds up and pitch, sh- uh, pitch shifts some of the vocal samples, uh, from, uh, soul and R and B records. um, and yeah, and he also included his own drum programming and string accompaniments and gospel choirs, included a bunch of that in the album, and it sounds really good. And uh, the album, and I'll get into the tracks in a minute, I know I'm like 10 minutes in almost, uh, <laughs> but the, the College Dropout, when it was, was released, it debuted at number two on the U.S. Billboard 200. It sold 441 million copies in only its first week, so, which is pretty good, you know, like right off the bat for this being your first... Uh, for this being a, a, a musician or a, a singer rapper's uh, first album, uh, selling that many copies right out the gate is impressive. And yeah, it was a large-scale commercial success. It was his best-selling album at the time in the U.S. Uh, and domestic sales, by 2014, he sold 3.4 million copies in the U.S. Uh, and the singles used to promote the album were Through the Wire, Jesus Walks, All Falls Down, and Slow Jams. And the latter two... Uh, peaked in the top 10 of the Billboard Hot 100. And Slow Jams was his first number one single as a lead artist. So, uh, But yeah, okay, so uh, yeah, almost 11 minutes in. Uh, <laughs> uh, so with all that being said, uh, talking about going back into Kanye, uh, the history of Kanye, or, you know, brief history of Kanye, and then the history of the album, uh, let's get on with the, with, uh, the review of the album track by track. So we'll start off with the first track, which is Intro. So the first track, uh, Intro, isn't really a track so much. It, I mean, it is a track, but it's not a song. It's uh, literally just the opening to the album. It, uh, the, it, it's basically uh, DeRay Davis. Uh, the vocals are done by him, he, and he is impersonating Bernie Mac as a school administrator. Uh, and uh, this character came back uh on Kanye's next album, Late Registration, on the track Wake Up Mr. West. 
and yeah, it's it's pretty much just uh, you know, and he, and he sounds like yeah, Ray Davis sounds like Bernie Mac, so he's saying Kanye, can I talk to you for a minute? You know, like that, <laughs> like that's how it starts out. What he what he says. And uh, he says, like, me and the faculty members was wondering, could you come up with a song for the kids? You know, like that. And um, and then Kanye, the, the, you hear the music start up, and Kanye says, oh, yeah, I got the perfect album for him. And uh, and then he's like, and all my people say, and then it cuts to, right into uh, track two, the first official song, which is We Don't Care. And uh, We Don't Care, uh, I again you know like i said the the humor uh within the album i love the uh <laughs> i love i love the humor throughout this album especially in the skits but uh but uh in this song in particular uh i love it because the song is basically kanye kind of poking fun at like i said the then gangster uh vibe and persona of of uh hip hop at the time and of of rap and hip hop at the time uh this was released and because the he because uh the uh dean the administrator is telling him oh yeah come up with a song you know sing a song that the kids would like and obviously the kids uh back then you know were listening to hip-hop and rap and a lot of it had a lot to do with um uh sex drugs and violence (laughs) and you know obviously not every kid there are probably some impressionable kids that are going to follow in that lifestyle or or do something stupid uh you know, like, like engage in like, uh, gun violence and stuff, but obviously not every kid is going to. So people back then worrying that, oh yeah, my kid listening to hip hop and rap is like warping his fragile little mind, you know, and shit like that. I love that Kanye is poking fun at that in a way, because it's like, oh yeah, kids are going to, um, listen to music regardless of, of, uh, you know, they're going to find a way to listen to the music they like to, they want to listen to and like, regardless of, uh, what, you know, who their parents are and what's happening because they can kind of maybe relate to the lyrics. And if they can't, you know, uh, because they're the, uh, rappers and artists, uh, singing the songs probably come from a, or came from a, uh, low point in their life, in their lives before they, made it big as a, as a rapper, as a, as a, or as a, uh, as a singer, songwriter, rapper, you know? And so they're kind of like, oh yeah, well, this guy, this person, not only do they inspire me to become better and not only did they kind of come from a similar place where I came from, whether it was the projects or just like a shitty suburban neighborhood or a a shitty, uh, like a domestic abuse situation. Like maybe they had a shitty father or mother, uh, or abusive siblings growing up. You know, they, they, they're like, oh, well, I can uh, take comfort in the fact that knowing that one of my favorite artists that I'm listening to grew up similarly to the way I did. And not only that, but, you know, the beats are awesome in the songs and the lyrics are great. The rapping is, you know, they have a great flow. You know, there's a lot of different, uh, uh, there's a lot of different factors that go into why kids uh, gravitated towards hip hop and rap in the 90s and 2000s and why they still gravitate towards it today. Uh, I mean, all those reasons I just listed, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, the song is, is great. Cause, uh, the, I mean, the beats very booming, very bumping. It's fantastic. Uh, and yeah, the, the chorus is, is hilarious because, uh, it's, it goes drug dealing just to get by, stack your money till it gets sky high. We wasn't supposed to make it past 25 jokes on you. We still alive. Throw your hands up in the sky and say, we don't care what people say. And then, you know, we go into the uh, verses. 
Uh, and you know, some, there's some more funny lines, uh, in the verse, uh, where, uh, uh, let's see, he's talking about, um, uh, we forced to sell crack rap and get a job. You got to do something, man, your ass is grown. <laughs> um, and what else? There's, there's some more funny lyrics. Uh, let's see. The drug, oh yeah, uh, th- this line is pretty funny. The drug game bulimic, it's hard to get weight. So, well, inward, you know, so brother's money is homo, it's hard to get straight. <laughs> but we gonna keep baking till the day we get cake. And we don't care what people say, my brothers. Uh, and then it cuts to the chorus. So yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of humor within Kanye's lyrics in the uh in the in the first song right off the bat and the chorus itself is uh, is poking fun at uh rap and hip hop in the it's 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 both poking fun at the at how prominent that theme that gangster theme was in the uh in hip hop at the time and rap but it's also poking fun at uh people who uh who uh get like so and like parents and and adults who were so like um uh, who were so adamantly against their kids listening to the music because they, like I said, they thought it would warp their minds and, uh, <laughs> and, and also, yeah, poking fun at the, oh yeah, well, uh, them thinking that, oh yeah, well the kids are impressionable. So they're obviously going to, to do everything that the song's telling them to do or everything that the song's talking about. It's like, no, they're not. I mean, maybe one or two dumbass children, <laughs> you know, maybe one or two impressionable children. Um, but that, not every kid is going to, do what the song says, do what a song tells them to do, you know, um, unless they're just weak minded, you know, or very impressionable, but, um, but yeah, so the song's great. And, and I love the, uh, the kids coming in, uh, the kids coming in, in the second, uh, chorus, like the, the second time the chorus is repeated, uh, Kanye says, kids sing, kids sing. And then we hear a choir of children, uh, singing, uh, <laughs> the verse. And then we also, I don't know if it's Selena, I'm not sure who it is, but, when they say the we don't care what people say in the second and third uh chorus we hear um we hear this uh this woman like belting out the we don't care what people say you know uh that wasn't in the exact uh uh <laughs> beat of the song at all. I was like we don't care what people say and I'll be, yeah, me singing that, it's not in, in tune with the song at all. I just realized that. But, uh, but yeah, so that, that's that song. Uh, I mean, yeah, everything about the song is great. It's a great opening track to the album or great opening song. Uh, and yeah, it's, um, just very hilarious. Um, and yeah, and, and, and it, it serves as a great opener for the album, for the theme of the album, because the theme of the album, as Kanye said, was it's called the college dropout. So it's like not caring about, uh, what society thinks is normal or what's expected of you, what, what they think is required of you, you know, like, Oh, you have to graduate from college, uh, and, and do everything that you, you know, I have to have a nuclear family, you know, do everything that everyone else has been doing because it's the way things have always been done. It's tradition, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, uh, and, and, and also, and not only just societal norms on education, but also drug dealing and and music, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, okay, it's now time to move on because there's 21 tracks. Uh, don't want this to be uh, too long of an episode. Uh, so, yeah, the next uh, track, uh, track three, is Graduation Day. And we start off with um, uh, the the dean, uh, DeRay, <laughs> doing his Bernie Mac impression, uh, getting kicked out of college, being reprimanded and getting kicked out of college for 
getting the kids to sing about drugs <laughs> in the previous song. And I just love the opening. It's like, what in the fuck was that, Kanye? I told you to do some shit for the kids. <laughs> you give me your graduation ticket right now. And uh, yeah, it's it's just the dean going off at Kanye for, for you know, uh, getting the kids um, in, uh, invested in his song and like singing along. Uh, and then we get to... Uh, we get to um, this like very soulful. We transit. Well, it's it's still in the same track, but after uh, the dean's rant to Kanye, we get this very soulful, uh, blissful sounding um, uh, verse from uh, John Legend, and it's uh, it sounds very nice. It's uh, I love the. I'm no longer con- I'm no longer confused, but don't tell no anybody. I'm about to break the rules, but don't tell anybody. I got something better than school, so don't tell anybody. My mama would kill me, so don't tell anybody. She wants me to get a good-ass job just like everybody. She ain't walked in my shoes. I'm just not everybody. And, uh, and yeah, that, that's kind of referencing in a way. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like pointing out, again, the theme of the album, which is, oh, yeah, walk your own – march to the beat of your own drum. Walk your own path, you know? And, uh, yeah, and, it, and that's a very catchy little – segment of that track, uh, very little catchy verse. Uh, and then we get into the, uh, very energetic, uh, very upbeat, soulful, uh, uh, next track, which is a uh, track four, all fall down, which was, uh, as I mentioned earlier, one of the singles from the album. And, uh, yeah, it is a very, you can tell why this was a single. It's, it's like I said, it's very catchy. Uh, you have, uh, Selena Johnson, who I don't I don't know if I, I feel like I've heard her name but I don't know if I've heard any of her uh any of her uh discography before any of her songs but she has a very great voice uh and the chorus is uh her and Kanye sing the chorus uh and it's yeah it's just a very catchy song and and the song's basically it's about uh it's Kanye's uh, Kanye's reflecting on his uh, personal battle with uh, consumerism and uh and that, yeah, that's the whole, that's, that's what this one is about. Uh, and yeah, just everything about the song is just, you know, like Kanye's rapping in the verses is, uh, is great. The chorus with him and, and Selena, uh, singing and rapping is, is fantastic. The acoustic guitar that plays throughout is on point. And, uh, and yeah, just a lot of the lyrics in the, within the verses are fantastic too. Uh, <laughs> I love the, it's like where he's like talking like Medea in a way, um, uh, where in the first verse he says, now tell me that ain't in secure. The concept of school seems so secure. Sophomore three years, ain't picked a career. She like, fuck it. I'll just stay down her and do her. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love that. Oh, and then I, I love the line. Um, she's so precious with the peer pressure. Couldn't afford a car. So she named her daughter Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah that that's great. Um and yeah that's uh yeah but you know and he's talking about um you, uh, we we live in the American dream but the people highest up got the lowest self-esteem. Uh the prettiest people do the ugliest things. Um and then you know yeah just talking about it, it's like oh yeah well you you can have shiny bright flashy materials and and fancy cars and diamond rings. Uh, but we're still just people and like, uh, it's like, we're still people at the end of the day. And just, just because you have the, the best, nicest, fanciest 
stuff doesn't mean that you uh, it won't fill uh, the void you have in your life or it won't make you feel better uh, f- indefinitely. Like, you know, at some point you'll be like, you'll, you'll just feel empty again and then and keep buying more shit. You know, be, be, you'll just be, uh, keep consuming, being a consumer and buying more shit and uh, and not really feeling any better. Uh, and yeah, I love that. Uh, I, I love the line too. Um, where is, where is it? I think it's the, um, oh yeah. I love the line, uh, drug dealer by Jordan, crackhead by crack and the white man get paid off of all of that. <laughs> Basically saying it's like, oh yeah, at the end, at the end, like the, the, uh, like the guys on wall street or the, 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 the white businessmen, uh, get money from, you know, so like in within the transactions, like you know, get get money from the the drug dealer buying fancy shoes, you know, the Jordans and uh, the crackhead buying drugs. Uh, it's like, oh yeah, well they they get paid too um, from that, and uh, yeah, I love that. Um, and yeah, it's like yeah, it's like oh yeah, the money in the food chain, <laughs> you know, eventually goes back to the 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 CEO. And who most likely doesn't care about the effects of materialism, like how detrimental it can be to just like focus on, oh yeah, look at all this new stuff I have. But like I said, it won't fill the void in your heart uh, or or it won't make you feel better in the long run uh, to just keep buying new stuff. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Uh, great, yeah. Great track though. Uh, and the next one is a pretty short track. It's only a minute uh, like the, uh, like, um, uh, track three was, which was, yeah, grad- which, yeah, graduation day was only like a minute. And like half of that was, uh, DeRay doing the Bernie Mac, you know, as the Dean <laughs> cursing at Kanye yelling at him. Uh, but this one is a very, uh, and is, it also has uh, DeRay Davis in it. Uh, it's him and the world famous Tony Williams. Um, it's a rendition of I'll fly away, the same title, uh, which was a gospel hymn that was written by Albert E. Brumley in 1929. It's referred to as the most recorded, oh, referred to as the most recorded gospel song in history. Its lyrics refer, so basically the song is about, and it's short, so the song pretty much uh, details referring to one day flying to heaven after passing away to meet God when your life has come to an end. Uh, and yeah, that's the gist of that one. <laughs> uh, but it's catchy. It's it's very, uh, you know, and there's just something about, and I'm not like a huge gospel or Christian music person. But there's something about uh, like soulful black like gospel music that I'm like, oh yeah, this sounds nice. Like I I don't know, I just I like it more than just like some of the. And again, this is my opinion, but I like it better than a lot of like the generic like Christian rock that you'd hear in like modern day churches. You know, it just it sounds better. Uh, I mean, not even I mean, you don't even have to be in church to hear it, but like you you know, it could be on the radio or just like it's trending and you hear it online. Or, you know, see that it's trending on uh, YouTube or online. Uh, and it's just like, eh, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and also and also, it's just, it's so cliche and generic and they just push the message. I feel like they just kind of shove it down your throat and they re- and they repeat and it's re- so repetitive. It's like, yeah, we get it. It's, it's you're just repeating everything. And, and it, it feels like they're, it's not, not original or new. They're just like doing the same shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah so but that that's just me but yeah so and the next track we have is track but that was a good one though i like that one short sweet simple catchy and soulful uh so the next one track six is spaceship uh and this is uh kanye and also 
uh, a frequent, two frequent collaborators of his, GLC and Consequence. And they basically, the song, this song is about, uh, they're discussing the, the struggles of the black man in the, in the Chicago ghetto. Uh, and he was talking about how, or, uh, yeah, he talks about his, uh, Kanye discusses his work as a, a ghostwriter, talking about the lack of recognition he had encountered and how, uh, his demo tapes would get rejected. Like when he was, when he was, uh, up and coming at the time and, and he was thought of more of a producer slash writer than a rapper. And then he kind of proved everyone wrong when the college dropout dropped and they're like, Oh shit, this is like selling like wildfire. You know, it's like, this is, <laughs> or not wildfire, but these are selling like hotcakes or something, you know? And, um, Oh, and this song, and, and you know, because uh, he's a producer, so some of the songs are sampling. Or, and I mentioned uh, earlier that some of the songs sample R and B and soul songs. Uh, this song heavily samples Marvin Gaye's "Distant Lover." Uh, but yeah, this one's a very soulful, uh, chill, catchy song with a great, like, low, booming beat. Like it's a very like it's very prominent and and booming throughout, but it's like very low. It's not it's not that like loud and in your face, but. Uh, it sounds it sounds great like on 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 well the whole album sounds great like on on uh headphones like wireless headphones or speakers and uh yeah it's just it sounds fantastic um but the chorus sung by Kanye and GLC um is basically yeah him talking or them talking about uh well the 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 I've been working this grave shift and I ain't made shit uh that's uh GLC that's him singing it and then Kanye is singing the uh, second part of the, or yeah, the second part of the chorus. The I wish I could buy me a spaceship and fly away past the sky. Oh, you know. And then and then in parentheses, there's a uh, uh, GLC saying "Me too" and swear. Or, well, no, it's not. No, it's it's still Kanye, but it's like uh, him overlapping his vocals. So like when he's saying "I wish I could buy me a spaceship and fly away," uh, he's all. You also hear him saying "Me too," swear I do. And, uh, and yeah, that's the, basically this song is just them talking about, uh, yeah, talking about how, uh, how difficult it can be to be an, uh, up and coming rapper and just, just, uh, just a person living in Chicago, like in the, <laughs> the ghettos of Chicago, um, just being like, uh, a retail uh, employee or a fast food worker and then trying to, you know, deal with, uh, customers and pesky managers all day and also trying to, follow your dreams. And, uh, and yeah, uh, lyrics are great on this one too. I love the first line in the first verse where Kanye says, if my manager, if my manager insults me uh, again, I will be assaulting him. <laughs> I love that. Um, and yeah, there's a, uh, oh, and then the second verse is all GLC. Uh, and we get the choir, we get a choir coming coming in, uh, to sing the chorus with Kanye and GLC, uh, the second time. The second time they repeat the chorus, uh, which is great. And then um, Consequence, and Consequence sings the third verse. And I love how they all kind of have their own style. They all sound a little different. Uh, and yeah, sounds great. Uh, I love the outro. Yeah, the outro uh, has Tony Williams, uh, who, yeah, was in the um, previous track uh, with, uh, with DeRay. And... Yeah, it's a great song. I love how it ends. And yeah, it's like five minutes. Never overstays its welcome. In fact, well, I don't know if I would have wanted it to go longer. But um, 
it, it's it's the perfect length. Like it, it's like oh yeah, it's uh, it doesn't overstay its welcome, and it's uh, yeah, it's a great soulful smooth song. Uh, and the next track we have is track uh, seven, which is uh, Jesus Walks. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I'm trying to go back and find it. Yeah, uh, track seven, which is uh, Jesus Walks. And this one, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Kanye, uh, some of the themes in the uh, album include uh, religion, his uh, Christian faith. And he. this was the fourth single off the album. And it was a bombshell within the musical community because it was a pop song endorsing Christianity, which at the time wasn't that known of or uh, heard of. Uh, and and despite that, though, it became Kanye's third top 20 single in a row and it was certified gold and it won a Grammy for best rap song. Um, he also created three different music videos for the record, the second being the only one that was made public, publicly available. Uh, but this one is basically... I love the uh, the, the choir. There's this choir, like female choir, uh, saying "Jesus walk, Jesus walk with me." You know, uh, in bet- uh, like uh, in the first and second or first and last line of the chorus, and then the the middle section, the second line of the chorus is Kanye saying, "God show me the way," because the devil's trying to break me down. And uh, yeah, and, and that's great. Uh, but the song is fantastic. There's the the pitch shift vocals where uh, I'm not sure who exactly is doing it. It might be someone in the choir, but going like that and uh, throughout the song and, and the chorus. Uh, you have this marching band drum uh, beat going on, uh, you know, uh, during the chorus and the verses. Uh, and the chorus, you know, just kind of gets you it, – it, it just gets you uh, pumped up after how chill and, you know, relaxing the previous song was. This one kind of gets you hyped up. Uh, and the intro is great too, where the bum, 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 and him going, we at war, we at war with terrorism, racism, but most of all, we at war with ourselves. Uh, and yeah, so the, 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 there's a lot of great lines in this song too, uh, where he's talking about, um, uh, you know what the Midwest is young and restless, uh, where restless again, any, anytime I say brothers, it's me substituting that word for the N word. Cause I don't want to say that, you know? <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to say that and uh cuz it's like uh yeah that might be that that would uh get me canceled. No, I'm just <laughs> um but yeah, so so yeah, just know that I'm not going to say that, but just know that I'm substituting that for brothers. Uh or I'm substituting brothers for for that word. Uh but yeah, where restless brothers might snatch your necklace and next these brothers might jack your Lexus. Somebody tell these brothers who Kanye West is. Um, and yeah, and then, and then it, you know, it goes on to talk about, uh, later on talking about, um, the, oh, and I forgot the second, uh, iteration of the chorus is longer than the first, ver- uh, uh, than the first chorus. Cause the first chorus, uh, was just the, th- those three lines. The, the second chorus is like twice the length or three times the length of that. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a lot of great lines in that and the chorus as well. Um, in the second verse, he's talking about no matter who you are, uh, Jesus walks for you, uh, to the, (laughs) yeah, he says to the hustlers, killers, murderers, drug dealers, even the scrippers, uh, to the victims of welfare, Phil, we live in in hell here. Hell yeah. Um, and then, uh, there, oh, there's another one, uh, another great line. He says, uh, we rappers is role models. We rap, we don't think. Uh, and then I love this part too, because this is what made me like the song even more. I mean, on, on top of the fact that, uh, he's, 
you know, he's uh, his flow is pretty good. The the beat, the choir, the 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 yeah, the marching drum in the beat, um, you know, on, on, all of that came together. It comes together perfectly to make a great song. But then on top of that, uh, and I'm I don't know if he feel still feel feels this way now, but at the time, I, I feel like I would like to believe that he does. But uh, he says in the in, he talks about in the song, in the uh, second verse, he mentions that. Uh, I ain't here to to argue about his facial features or here to convert atheists into believers. I'm just trying to say the way school need teachers, the way Kathy Lee need Regis, needed Regis, that's the way I need Jesus. So I love that he's saying he's not like he's not trying to get anyone to uh, convert and everyone to his point of view or his way of thinking. He's just saying, oh, the way that people might need certain things or other people, that's the way I need Jesus. And I just wanted to talk about that in the song and mention it. And also mention that it's fine if you don't believe in him. He's still with you. Uh, and you don't have to you don't have to believe in him. I'm not gonna try to persuade you into uh uh thinking my way of thinking and believing that he exists. If you don't, that's fine. Uh go on about your way, just try to be a good person, you know, in a way. And and I like that because he's not you know, it a, again, this is a an example of what I mean when I say it's not a cliche song talking about religion or and more specifically Christianity. It's a song that uh, talks about Christianity. Talks it's a Christian song in a way, but it's not a Christian song. It's just a song that happens to be talking about Christianity, happens to be talking about religion, but there's more of a point to it than just oh Jesus is great, he died for our sins. It's like can you quit with the repetitive bullshit, please? You know, it's like if you're gonna write a song. If you're going to perform a song and write a song, uh, I would expect you to be more creative with your approach to the lyrics. Like, can you write something other than just saying how great he is and you should follow him and uh, he, he will rise again? Like, it, it's it's all tired. It's been played out. And Kanye does exactly that. Like, you know, he's not – and again, he's not saying you need to believe me. You need to understand why it is that you have to follow my way of thinking. He's just saying, this is the way I think. If you want to, cool. If you don't, that's also cool. You know, uh, he's, he's still watching over you, you know? <laughs> and also, uh, he just wanted to talk about the, the, uh, you know, his faith. And also I love the line where he says, uh, and I love his flow right here too. He says, so here go my single dog radio needs this. They say you can rap about anything except for Jesus. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that means guns, sex, lies, videotape. But if I talk about God, my record won't get played, huh? And um, and I love that because because yeah, it's like um, and I get why uh, because that's that's very that was very prominent in the at the time the gangster persona of rap. Um, but I love him trying to challenge that in a way, and it's like oh yeah, well, uh, th- I can make a song talking about Christianity uh, as long as it's a good song and people will still like it. And that's true because it was one of the biggest, it was one of the singles from the album is the fourth release single. And it was one of his biggest songs. Uh, and then, yeah. And then, and then the very end of the second verse is him saying next time I'm in the club, everybody's screaming out. And then it cuts to the chorus. And then the chorus is, yeah, just like the last four lines, Jesus walk, God show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. Jesus walk with me. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fill me now. Uh, and yeah, I'm 28, well, 28 minutes, uh, 38, I'm like 39 minutes in. Okay. And I'm only <laughs> four songs in. Okay. So, uh, 
yeah. With that being said, oh wait, not four songs. What? Sorry, I it took me to a different when I clicked the the uh, link or when I clicked. I'm on Genius. When I clicked Jesus Walks, it took me to a completely different uh, track list. I, I don't know what why it did that. Uh, but so yeah, I'm only seven songs in. Uh, okay. So with that being said, uh, let's move on to track eight. Never let me down. Uh, this was recorded for, uh, Hav, I believe for his seventh studio album, uh, the blueprint Two, the gift and the curse. Uh, but then Kanye decided, I, I guess Kanye decided to use it for his album. Uh, but the track is, uh, finding, basically about finding, uh, hope, uh, finding hope, uh, being interpreted differently by the, uh, trio, uh, because, uh, in, in this song, it's also, he also, Kanye also has some features on this song. Uh, he's got Jay-Z and, uh, which is appropriate considering that, uh, Rockefeller Records, uh, was his record company, was Jay-Z's record company. And this was released under Rockefeller Records. Uh, so, you know, I thought it was cool that Kanye had, uh, Jay-Z on the song, uh, but it's, it's, uh, Kanye, Jay-Z, and Jay Ivy. um, and it's, uh, yeah, basically talking about Kanye, uh, in his verse, thanks his grandparents for making his mother and him into who they are, it's also kind of a, a religious song, or it's also kind of talking about faith and Christianity, and it's just religion, uh, and, but yeah, Kanye thanks his grandparents for making him and his mother, uh, into who they are, and for kind of being their guardian angels, they'll never let him down. Uh, Jay-Z talks about how he will never let the rap game down. He still has it and he always delivers. And Jay Ivy believes God will never let him down. So three different um uh three different um viewpoints on or three different three different uh people. Uh or I guess technically four if you count uh both of Kanye's grandparents, but three different people talking about different people. Uh, uh, that they know will never, that they know will either never let them down or what they will never let them down personally. And, uh, and that's the, the, the song that's the, uh, basically what the song's about. But, uh, but yeah, this one's very catchy. Uh, I like the beat. I like Jay-Z's verse, uh, Kanye's verse is great. And then Jay Ivy's verse is great too. Uh, but yeah, Jay-Z goes first and then, uh, we get the chorus and then Kanye and then the chorus again. And then uh, we get Jay Ivy, and yeah, this one's kind of also very soulful and a little bit laid back. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it's very uh, very catchy, very soulful gospel kind of sounding. And again, not like not pushing religion, not talking down to anyone who isn't a believer. It's just like referencing it in the song. Uh, and yeah, I like that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it is a pretty catchy song. Um, and the next track, yeah, I guess that's pretty much all I have to say about that one. Uh, it's another good one. And also, I don't want to go too long on the, uh, on all the songs because I'm like 40-something minutes in. <laughs> okay, so the next track is track nine, Get Em High. Um, this is a smoking anthem. Uh, and also featured on the song, this is another song with a couple features on it. Uh, it's Kanye, uh, I hope I'm not butchering this guy's name, uh, Talib Kweli, yeah, I, th- I think, I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name, and uh, and Common, and uh, they all take turns flexing their skills. Um, but yeah, this one uh, has a very bumping, 
beat the like that and uh throughout the song uh and just yeah the intro with kanye i'm trying uh uh i'm trying to catch the beat you know i love that uh and then uh, the chorus starting out starting off with the chorus i'm saying no now throw your motherfucking hands up get them high (laughs) uh that's great um and then yeah we get uh kanye goes first in the first verse and basically him just talking about uh smoking you know uh, smoking lighting a joint uh smoking weed uh that's basically the song is like uh like i said a smoking anthem and yeah get him high is also it's it's kind of a a clever double entendre you know uh basically talking about get him high as in high off weed but it's also like throw your hands high like because it starts off with you know throw your motherfucking hands get them high you know um and the, you know well that's the first one and then the second line in the chorus is all the girls pass the weed to your motherfucking man get them high <laughs> uh but yeah that was great um and then the second verse is kanye and uh talib and also sumeki rainy uh let's see uh oh okay it was Kanye's girlfriend at the time. That's it. Sume- Sumiki, Sumeki Rainey. Okay, so he had her because I was wondering who the female voice was in the who the the woman's voice in the song was. Um, and he also referred to her. I forgot to yeah, I mentioned he also referred to her in the previous song, "Never Let Me Down." Um, and yeah, huh? Oh, okay, and yeah, when they did the song and they did all the female ad libs. Uh, her and Cootie Simmons, I think. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's just, it's very catchy, laid back, but also kind of, kind of gets you bobbing your head, kind of, kind of gets you pumped up in a way. Um, song about weed. And the, the third verse is Talib and Common. And, uh, I haven't listened to a lot of Common, but he, he's pretty good from what I've heard from him. And, and, uh, uh, Talib was pretty good too, but the first, uh, fourth ver- verse is common. Uh, his verse is pretty good. Uh, some funny lines from him. Uh, get him high like noon or the moon or a room filled with smoke, a hype filled with dope. <laughs> Y'all assumed I was doomed out of tune, but I still find the notes with real brother quotes. Real rappers is hard to find like a remote control rap is out of used to, but still got love. Uh, so yeah, some great lines. Uh, and then we end with the chorus with uh, Kanye and Common talking about throw your hands up, get them high. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, catchy uh, gets you pumped up, but it's also very laid back. Very laid back, but also gets you very pumped up. And uh, yeah, so another good one. Uh, track 10, which is another uh, skit kind of. Yeah, it's it's basically uh, um, it's a bunch of girls talking about a new type of diet and exercise that that'll make them look sexy. So it's the, it's, uh, I think, and I guess, I guess it's, uh, one of the girls is, uh, Kanye's girlfriend and, um, and I guess two other, I'm, I'm not sure who they are because the, cause it just says girls one, two, and three. Uh, but they're basically, yeah, all talking about this new workout plan. Um, and girl one has committed herself to the, the workout plan and because of it, she has made her way into music videos. And the her friends, the second, third girl, are now considering trying the workout plan. And yeah, it's just them talking about it. It's like, oh shit, so you look good. You've been working out. She's like, yeah, I've been working out. I've gotten into music videos. And they're like, oh shit, I gotta get on that. And it's a pretty funny line where she says, um, um, 
uh, girl, you know, you ain't got to, or yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the second or third girl. One of them's asking, Hey, uh, she's like, girl, you need to let me know how I can cop that. How much is it? And then uh, the first girl's like or the one on the workout plan. She's like, you want you girl, you know, you ain't got to pay for nothing around me. I'm the bootleg queen. I'll, I'll give it to you for free 99. They're like free 99. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was great. So yeah, it's just it's another skit leading into the next song, which is called, which is track eleven, uh, the new workout plan. So the new workout plan, and um, and the song is uh speaking about uh, poking fun at all the pressure put on women by men, or speaks to all the pressure put on women by men, and it's a satire of workout tapes. Um, and yeah, this this one is uh. Like like I said, the previous one kind of gets you uh, uh, bobbing your head. It's kind of upbeat. Uh, this one's very upbeat and has a very steady rhythm. Uh, and it's like it's funny because it's called the new workout plan. This it, this would be a great song to work out to, <laughs> to exercise to. Uh, like whether you're like lifting weights or running on the treadmill. Um, but what's funny is that it doesn't actually give much. It's it's you know poking fun at workout tapes, mixtapes, but it's not. Um, giving much in the way of any workout advice other than recommending sit-ups and crunches. But uh, in the song, Kanye's talking about how women are only valued for their bodies and work out in an effort to pull uh, successful guys, like a rapper or an NBA player, or at least a dude with a car, <laughs> which I love that line. Um, and then, oh, and the rapid nature, uh, I was reading some more uh annotations from genius the rapid nature of the song puts the listener in the frantic mind of a woman jumping through hoops as it were to please and attract men um and kanye wanted this to be the first single um and but uh mickey Halsted uh told him not to do it uh and yeah she or he yeah he revealed yeah don't release this as the first single but um yeah, this was a uh, this this is a really good song. I love it. Uh, it's very uh, like I said. It's, uh, it's going to the humor of the album. It's it's very funny, uh, you know, satirizing workout tapes and and you know women uh, poking fun at like oh women only wanting to work out not to feel any satisfaction for themselves and feeling good and healthy in their bodies, but to attract a guy. You know, and obviously that's not the case. It's not like women women should work out and feel good and healthy in their bodies for themselves. Um, but if they want, and, and if they want to do that because of a guy too, because they want to attract guys, that's fine because guys also do that. Guys want to feel good in their own bodies and work out. And also because they're like, Oh, well women love an attractive man. I want to look attractive for them. You know, I mean, that's human nature, you know, but, but I'm just saying like anyone, if anyone were to insinuate that the only reason a woman would work out is to uh, look sexy and appeal to men. That's not true. I mean, that might be some aspect of it, but that's not the, to, to suggest that that's the only reason a woman would work out is kind of sexist. You know, it's like, it's like, that's not the only thing, you know, the only reason why anyone, any of any gender, especially a woman would work out, you know, that's one reason, but it's not the main reason. It's not, Oh, I need to attract, get a guy, you know, that's the, all the only thing, you know, but, uh, but yeah, it's just very booming and, uh, the bass, you know, it's very bumping. It's very energetic and fast paced. Uh, the verses are great. Him talking about, you know, one and two and three and four and get them sit-ups right. Tuck your tummy tight and do your crunches like this. <laughs> Give head, stop, breathe, get up, check your weave. Like, 
uh, don't drop the blunt and disrespect the weed. Uh, yeah, just some great, great lines in the song. Um, the, the chorus is great. Uh, it's been a week without me and she feel weak without me. Uh, work it out. You know, the chorus ends with them saying, work it out. Uh, and then, okay. Uh, so the interlude, uh, the, the girls in the interlude are Jill, Lysandra and Ella May. Well, oh, well, that's their name. I'm, I'm assuming that's their names in real life. I'm not sure if that are, is actually their names in real life. But uh, in the middle of the song, we get uh, three girls, Jill, Lysandra, and Ella May, uh, talking about how, thanks to Kanye's workout plan, uh, they were able to pull uh, successful men. Jill was able to pull an NBA player. Lysandra was able to pull a, a pull. Uh, well, actually, she doesn't say who she pulled, but she was able to get uh, some of her music made, some of her uh, music produced, and um, and she was able to get a free trip to Cancun. <laughs> and then the third one is so out of pocket, but it's hilarious. Uh, this this girl with a, a southern accent says, my name is Ella May from Mobile, Alabama, and I just want to say since listening to Kanye's workout tape, I've been able to date outside the family. <laughs> I got a double wide and I rode a plane. Uh, and I was like, oh shit, I date out because, because incest, family, Alabama, obviously. <laughs> I mean, again, it's poking fun at that. It's like, not, obviously, not everyone in Mobile, Alabama uh, practices incest. I'm just saying that that's like a common stereotype that, oh, well, if you're a redneck hillbilly hick, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously you're, you're into incest or you're, you know, you've practiced incest. Um, you're having sex with family members. Uh, but yeah, so, so I mean, that, that was funny. It was so out of pocket. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. And it's like, oh shit. They said that. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And then, and then we get the, uh, all three of the, of the girls, or I guess it's all three, maybe, maybe a few more, but it's, they're all singing. They all sing right before the interlude. They, they sing, thanks to Kanye's workout plan. I'm the envy of all my friends. See, I pulled me a baller man and I ain't got to work at the mall again. Um, which is a reference to when Kanye used to work at the Gap, which I think he mentions earlier too. Um, but yeah, and then the we get the refrain, uh, and then the outro with uh, Bosco and Kane, uh, where it's like he's talking about, uh, "I want to see you work out for me." Okay, okay, I appreciate your time. Uh, but yeah, the refrain we get that before the outro, and it's uh, very energetic and catchy and anthemic, I guess, in a way. Uh, where it's, uh, that's right, put in work, move your ass, go berserk, eat your salad, no dessert, get that man you deserve. <laughs> and that's repeated like three times. Uh, that's, uh, GLC, him and Kanye are, are singing that, the, the refrain. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, great song, very catchy. I love how it ends with the kind of auto tune from, uh, Bosco, where he's going, do, 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 yo, you know, um, and yeah, very, very auto-tuned right there. Uh, all right, so I'm halfway through the album. Uh, I'm going to try to go quicker because I'm like 55 minutes in. <laughs> so I'm almost, I'm, I'm getting close to the, the runtime of the, the length of the actual album. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, we're halfway through the album. Uh, track 12, we have Slow Jams, which was another single from the album. Uh, and it is, uh, yeah, track 12. Um, it's a, it's very smooth and melodic. Uh, I love this one. Uh, it's, um, it's got, uh, some more features from, uh, on, on this song with Kanye. We get, uh, uh, Jamie Foxx, the actor and singer, <laughs> and we get Twista, who is a, um, uh, 
I, I, I just, I love, uh, it's, it's a very, like I said, it's a very smooth melodic song. I love the, the, the saxophone, the horns, uh, throughout, um, it sounds, it sounds like a slow jam, you know, it sounds very sexy, very, um, sensual in a way. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I love, uh, Kanye's verses. I love, uh, Jamie Foxx's hook and I love, uh, Twista's very fast paced, uh, verse. Um, and I, I love the spoken intro with Jamie Foxx talking about, he's talking, I, I guess maybe he's like calling Kanye, uh, on the phone. He's like calling him on his phone. He's like, Kanye, it's Fox. Uh, and he's basically telling him, he's like, um, he was with this, he was talking to some of the girls and he's, he said, uh, uh, or he, he's telling Kanye that he was talking to some of the girls and he tells her that, uh, we don't put enough emphasis, emphasis on the ladies. Um, and you know, she was dancing to several songs in the club. Um, and she, uh, uh, was feeling kind of left out because no one really was trying to find out how, she, how, and what she was feeling. And, uh, and yeah, and that's, that's the setup. It's like, oh yeah, what, what do the girls want to hear in the club? You know, what songs do they want to hear? Um, what do they like? And then, um, and then, it, yeah, it ends with, uh, and then it, you know, cuts to the, yeah, he says like how she feel, you know, you know what she told me, check it out. This is what she said. And then it's like, oh, 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 oh. And then it, you know, cuts into the, the chorus. Uh, and I think it's Luther Vandross. We get him in the chorus too. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jamie Foxx and Luther sing the chorus. Um, or I guess it's a sample of Luther Vandross singing, but yeah, uh, Jamie Foxx sings the chorus and he's basically talking about how, yeah, she wants some, uh, she said she wants some Marvin Gaye, some Luther Vandross, a little Anita will definitely set this party right. And then, um, oh, maybe the, are you going to be, maybe that's a sample. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it, okay. I, f I was wondering, I figured that was a sample. It's, it's a sample from, um, it's a hook from, uh, a, one of Luther Vandross's songs, uh, 1980. It's a, which was actually a, a cover, uh, of a house is not a home. It was a, his 81 cover of that song, which was originally recorded in 64, 1964 by American singer D Dione Warwick. So yeah, so that, are you going to be, are you going to be, well, 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 that, that, that you hear throughout the chorus of the song, uh, is from, is sampled from, uh, Luther Vandross's cover of another song from the sixties by Miss Warwick. Uh, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then he goes on to say, oh yeah, she wants some ready for the world, some new additions, some mini Ripperton, uh, basically saying, oh yeah, th these are the songs, these are the slow jams that the girl wants to hear. Cause she's, she's into me or, you know, she's into this kind of slower, sensual, <laughs> you know, sexy music. Um, and then, yeah, we get Kanye's verse, which again, like, you know, uh, Jamie, Jamie Foxx's verse was like very smooth and slow, slower. And then Kanye's is a little faster cause he's like rapping. Um, uh, again, humor wise, uh, I love the line. She got a light skinned friend, looked like Michael Jackson, got a dark skinned friend, <laughs> looked like Michael Jackson, basically talking about how it may, uh, and that's obviously referencing the uh, Michael Jackson's skin condition where when he was younger, he looked black, but then uh, over the years, he, uh, his skin condition made it to where he, he was like almost like mayo white, you know, like bleach white, um, well, okay, maybe not that wide, but he he got you know his his uh, the pigmentation in the skin got to where yeah it it his skin became like very white, and uh, and then we get the chorus again, and then we get the bridge, uh, with Jamie Foxx and uh, singing both, and then obviously the sample from Luther, Luther song. Uh, we get an interlude with Aisha Tyler. Oh, okay, um, 
and Kanye. Uh, and then it's her saying, Kanye, I told you to slow down. And uh, she's like, it's good, but now I need you to go faster. And then him, and then uh, Kanye, his little, his line leads into Twista's verse where he says, damn, baby, I can't do it that fast, but I know somebody who can. Twista. And then the second verse is Twista and he goes off. <laughs> like, I may have heard of his name before. I'm not, I don't, I haven't heard any of his songs. I've, the name sounds familiar. But when I heard his verse for the first time, I was like, oh, shit, whoa, 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 wait, but slow down, back up, what? <laughs> I mean, it's good. I'm not saying, like, slow down is in, it's bad. I'm just saying slow, I was like, slow down, because I was like, I was trying to process everything that, that he was saying, because he was going so, so freaking fast. And, um, but he, but his, his verse is great. And I love um, how he, he switches it up, or how he, he slows down just a little bit, Um where he says, uh, when he goes, um, uh, let's see, uh, there, there's a section where he, where he, um, slows down, uh, was it, uh, I think it's, I'm loving the way you behold me when I be listening to Jodeci, uh, I believe it was around there, um, yeah, somewhere around there, but somewhere, somewhere within his, uh, his, uh, verse, he's, he's like, uh, he's like riding the beat as he's, uh, spitting his verse, or as he's singing his verse, or rapping his verse, he's writing the beat, and he, and he, uh, and the sample, the Luther sample, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's great, uh, and then we get cor- uh, the chorus again from Jamie, and then Tracy Spencer, which I think this is a sample, yeah, it's a sample from a 60s, 70, 60s or 70s song, uh, from the band Sly and the Family Stone, uh, which was a, a funk band, an important pioneer in funk music, but yeah, the bridge, uh, the chorus with Jamie and Luther, and then the bridge, the second bridge with Jamie and Tra- a sample from Tracy Spencer, and then the chorus with uh, Jamie and Luther again, and then that's how the song ends. Uh, fantastic song, great song from the album, um, and yeah, uh, just a great, smooth, catchy, uh, soulful uh, song all around. Uh, and next we have uh, that was track twelve. So now we have up next is uh track 13 breathe in breathe out with Ludacris, another song with another feature uh so it's kanye and Ludacris, and this song uh in this song they're rapping about uh kanye's superficiality in a light-hearted kind of self-aware fashion um and this is his first time featuring uh Ludacris in any of his songs you know and uh and this is uh, roughly after a a year after he produced Stand Up, which was Ludacris's first number one hit. And also Ludacris is born in Atlanta, too, or was born in Atlanta, too, which is uh, cool. They, were, they both come from Atlanta. Uh, this is one of only two songs from the album to feature additional production from someone other than Kanye. The beat contains a sample of Precious Precious by Jaxie Moore and High Power by Crash Crew. Uh, but this one's a very, again, kind of a laid back beat, but it does kind of get you very pumped up. Um, and, uh, or well, no, yeah, well, cause you got the horn section, uh, in the chorus, uh, and then obviously Ludacris, uh, rapping the chorus, you know, uh, is great. The breathe in, breathe out. If your eyes stop, pull your sleeves out, you know, like it's just very, um, very, uh, catchy, very an- anthemic in a way. Um, and then we get Kanye, uh, with the first verse, um, and yeah, it's just, like I said, it was talking about, uh, the song was basically talking about Kanye's superficiality, um, that he has. 
Uh, and then the, we get the chorus again, second verse of Kanye, and then the chorus again, third verse, and then the chorus, and then the outro. Uh, and yeah, um, like I said, I was trying to go a little fa- <laughs> go a little faster, so sorry if I kind of was gliding over this one, um, or, or breezing past past this one. But yeah, it's just another very catchy uh, upbeat song. The horn section goes great with the beat. I love it. Uh, I love Ludacris's verse because I love how kind of uh, powerful and and uh, booming and deep he, uh, his voice is like when he when he's rapping. Um, it goes great with uh, with uh, Kanye's verses, like interspersed with the, the chorus and then his verse. Uh, it goes great together. Or I mean, Kanye's verse with Ludacris's chorus. It sounds great. Uh, it's great, great collaboration, great song. Uh, the next one is uh, another skit. Uh, track fourteen is School Spirit skit one, and this uh, is this is not DeRay. I, I don't know who is. Uh, it may say in the notes. It does not. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure who is actually speaking, but obviously whoever it is, uh, has a very sarcastic tone in their voice, but, um, yeah, very, yeah, very sarcastic, uh, monologue to, uh, I'm assuming, yeah, he's like maybe 30 year old guy, maybe 40, but he's, he's an older guy and he's delivering this very sarcastic, uh, speech to this, uh, kid named Jimmy. And he's talking about how degrees by themselves will not get you far in life. And yeah, again, continuing the theme of the college dropout, which is uh, a satirical look at our education system in America. Um, you know, talking about that. Um, you know, but there's there's some great because yeah, you could just the the whole. Oh, it is Deray. Okay, never mind. Sorry, I I should have scrolled up. It, it, so it is Deray Davis doing that, um, doing the monologue. Oh, oh, in the skit. Okay, so um, yeah, and and uh, there's some great lines. Uh, throughout the monologue where he says, um, uh, if you continue to work at the gap after several interviews, oh my God, you'll come in at an entry level position. And when you do that, if you kiss enough ass, you'll move up to the next level, which is being the secretary secretary. And boy, is that great. (laughs) And then him talking about, I was a hall monitor. That was meant to be, uh, no, I've never had sex, but you know what? My degree keeps me satisfied. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just yeah, just obviously the 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 speaker, whoever the DeRay is supposed to be, uh, in like just a random person in this skit, he is obviously very sarcastic and probably a little pissed off that he wasted so much time in college when he could have been living his life. Um, yeah, you know, he could have had sex, he could have <laughs> gotten a job, not being a secretary to a secretary, he could have gotten a job somewhere else. Um and done something more with his life than just school and work, you know? Um, but, uh, but then, and then that, that leads us into the uh, 15th track, uh, or, or the next song track 15 school spirit. Um, and I love the, uh, the, the kind of, again, the, the, you hear the, the, uh, soulful gospel choir throughout the song. um, as as Kanye and th- and this is all Kanye. This, uh, I mean, well, I mean, obviously, besides the samples, you know, the gospel choir sample, uh, but uh, this is him only on the song, uh, singing and rapping. Uh, but yeah, the chorus is um, the chorus is great, where uh, he's referencing like different um, he's referencing different uh, fraternities, um, uh, specifically uh, black fraternities, uh, Kappa and Sigma. But yeah, he was talking about uh, the chorus is Alpha Step, Omega Step. Kappa step, Sigma step, gangsters walk, gangsters walk, pimp's gonna talk, 
ooh, hecky nah, that boy's raw. <laughs> and then AK step, delta step, SG row step, zeta step, and then the, you know, gains his walk, and that, that line repeated again. Um, but yeah, so it, uh, this song, uh, basically Kanye is saying, oh yeah, college is a great place. It's not the best, um, it's not the best place to learn stuff, or, you know, according to Kanye. Um, and yeah, he's, it's a, it's a great place to smoke weed, great place to have shady hookups. <laughs> not the best place to learn stuff. Not that it, you can't learn stuff there, but sometimes it, there's a lot you have to do to even get to where you want to be and make as much money as you want. It's like, yeah, it, it takes a lot of work and sometimes it might not always be worth it. In fact, Mark Twain once, well, supposedly said, I have never let my schooling interfere with my education, meaning that you can learn stuff and not have a college degree. You don't have to have graduated from college to be street smart or common sense smart or just smart in general, you know. Um, oh, okay, so the sample uh, is from, it, uh, the, in the song, the gospel kind of choir sample, is from an Aretha Franklin song, uh, the Spirit in the Dark. Aretha gave Kanye clearance for the sample on the condition that the song didn't have profanity, which is why the song is edited even on the explicit version of the... Oh, okay. Even on the explicit version of the album. Because I was wondering why there it was kind of censored. Okay, huh. Fortunately, there are, and there's a little annotation here underneath that. Uh, someone wrote, "Fortunately, there are uncensored versions available on the internet." Um, okay, interesting. Uh, but yeah, catchy song, very soulful, very smooth, and got a good, nice, uh, smaller or uh, uh, lower bumping beat. Uh, but the next track we have is uh, uh, another skit, uh, track sixteen, "School Spirit," skit two, and this one is um basically uh <laughs> this one is talking about um uh it's it's DeRay Davis again uh as the same guy who he was playing in in the previous skit um and he's like basically again same sarcastic tone same like oh yeah stay in college get your degree uh work work uh this amount of time spend this much amount of money all to get your degrees and even if you can't get a job, at least you'll still have your degrees, you know? <laughs> and then, yeah, and yeah, some, some more great lines where he says, um, uh, when everyone says, Hey, you're not working, you're not making any money. You say, you look at my degrees and you look at my life. Yeah, I'm 52. So what? I hate all you want, but I'm smart. I'm so smart. Um, and then the final, uh, like couple lines, you know why uh, I'm spending mine to get smart. You know why? Because when I die, buddy, you know what's going to keep me warm? That's right, those degrees. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, that was great. And then the next uh, one, track 17, is another skit, uh, Little Jimmy skit, track 17. Uh, and it's, yeah, obviously following right up from the previous skit. Um, and it's the son of the character from the skit uh, talking about his life. And... Uh, and yeah, this is obviously a criticism of the American education system where, um, and, and oh, and also the, the kid Jimmy is, is also DeRay speaking. It's just like a, he's like pitching his voice up or I don't know if he's, he's doing it by himself or they pitched it up in the studio, but he's obviously speaking in higher register or they pitched it up and, uh, he's, he's playing the, his character in the school skits. Uh, he's playing, Sorry, he's playing uh, the character he was playing in those skits. He's playing that character's son, Jimmy. And then uh, the kind of uh, choir in the background is uh, uh, Tony Williams. 
um yeah and it, yeah it's uh you hear the yeah tony williams like gospel choir in the background uh and yeah so we get this unnamed character saying hey jimmy where are you going and then the rest of the the spoken word uh skit is jimmy you know deray as jimmy saying i don't know where i'm going my dad died and uh he left me his degrees uh and then him talking about how he's kind of again speaking about the kind of slightly somewhat slightly <laughs> sometimes massively flawed uh educational system where he's talking about oh yeah well i was in school i was actually in school all while my dad was in school so basically him saying oh yeah while i was in school my dad was in school too so i i never really got to spend that much time with him and now he's dead uh but he gave me his degrees and i'm homeless because i wait i spent all all my money in school trying to get a higher education but uh but hey i'm unlike all these regular homeless people that have newspaper I have documented degrees and I'm going to leave them to my kids <laughs> when I die. <laughs> and then yeah, the other last line, I'm going to get super smart. So I too can die without money, but I'll be the smartest dead guy who has that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, gra- again, little Jimmy also being just as sarcastic as his father. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's the last of the, of the skits in the song, the last of the, just the little skits. And then the, we come up on the last four songs uh, the next one is track 18, two words. Uh, so in the home stretch, people, I, I know I've probably at this point gone past the length of the album, talking about the album and Kanye <laughs> in the beginning. But, um, but this, uh, this is a great one, two words. Uh, it's very fast paced, got a great beat to it. Um, it's, uh, and it's, uh, it, it's uh, another feature. Uh, Kanye has most deaf and freeway on this song. And the verses are done with, um, I, I like the way they do the verses. They're, they're done with two words, like two stressed syllables where, you know, you put emphasis on those syllables when, as you say them, um, that's basically, you know, when, when someone says, oh, you're stressing this, uh, in a word, it's like that syllable or that part of the word. Uh, but they're, the verses are done with two stressed syllables or two words for every beat, like every quarter of a bar. Um, and yeah, th- this one, uh, not much to say. It's great. Uh, I love it. It's very catchy. Uh, the first verse, we get uh, Yasin Bey, uh, who I think... Oh, okay, wait. So, okay, my bad. I, it's also featuring Yasin Bey, too. Okay, <laughs> so it's uh, three features. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, his verse is great. We get um, uh, the Harlem Boys Choir with uh, with Kanye. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, with uh, Kanye in it. Uh and the chorus is very catchy. Um, and then the second verse we get with Kanye. And it's, uh, yeah, just great. Uh, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to think of what else to say other than the song's great. But yeah, the, the lyrics, again, as with they are throughout the rest of the album, you know, very funny, very satiric, satirical, very catchy. Uh, the third verse is uh, Freeway. He, he's pretty good, too. Um and oh yeah it ends it ends on the verse okay yeah it ends on his verse uh, or no no wait sorry my bad uh, we get and then we get an outro with the harlem boys choir and yasin bay um and yeah so very catchy again like with the sampling of the the soulful gospel choir and and the instrumentation and everything i love the addition of the choir in the song um it makes it very uh very uh it, it makes it even catchier, the the addition of that. 
And yeah, it's just another very catchy song. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess that was it. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, a uh, great one. Uh, and yeah, coming up on the last three songs, uh, finally, right. <laughs> we have a uh, track 19 through the wire. And this was one of the singles on, uh, released from the album. I think it, it was actually the first one. Uh, so basically Kanye got into a car crash on October 23rd, 2002, and he fractured his jaw and the title through the wire, uh, where that comes from. It came from the fact that Kanye recorded the original version with his mouth, uh, still wired shut. Um, and obviously he re-recorded it, but you know, cause you couldn't really hear much of what he was saying if, if they <laughs> released that version. But, uh, uh, the, the track samples, uh, uh, the song through the fire from, uh, Shaka Khan and, uh, oh, and the song became certified platinum on November 20th, 2018. So, uh, so yeah, the chorus we get, uh, it is, uh, Shaka Khan is uh, sampled from, from that, her song through the fire. Um, and then we get an over chorus, uh, and then obviously the, the intro, um, yeah, the Yoji, they can't stop me from rapping, can they, can they hop? And then we get the chorus, but yeah, it's just a very catchy, like, I love like the little kind of drums in the, in the beat. Uh, I love like the, the claps, like the clapping throughout, you can kind of hear, uh, some clapping throughout, uh, the chorus, Shaka Khan's chorus is a catchy, very soulful, very, you know, when she hits those high notes is very gratifying. Um, and yeah, and then it's just Kanye talking about how, yeah, it's like, he's like, oh yeah, this was a kind of scary for me, but, but I made it through, you know, I made it out. And, um, yeah, he mentions, uh, when the doctor told me I had, um, that I was going to have a plate in my chin, I said, dog, don't you realize I'll never make it on a plane now? It's bad enough. I got all this jewelry on. You can't be serious, man. (laughs) And, um, yeah, also referencing, you know, referencing the fact that it's hard to get through airport security without having something metal that's attached to you, you know? Um, uh, but yeah, so yeah, catchy one. Um, and then, you know, kind of more, a more upbeat, uh, energetic one, energetic song. Uh, and then the second to last song, uh, track 19, I mean, no, sorry, track 20, we have, uh, we have family business. And this one is a very, uh, very slower paced song, uh, more, yeah, more laid back. I love the piano in the song. The piano sounds fantastic. Um, and it's, uh, actually, it, you know, it, it, you'd think it's about Kanye's family, but the, the story Kanye singing about, it's not actually about his family. It's about, um, it's about, uh, it's, uh, well, uh, Kanye kind of got it. Uh, he came up with the stories for the song, but, um, Teray, to- Terry Torre sings, they don't mean a thing towards the end. Um, he, uh, he got it from, from her and, uh, he, and he kind of, uh, referenced some about, uh, her family. He was kind of like coming up with a story about this family and he I referenced, uh, her family in the song, uh, or referenced aspects of her family throughout the song. Um, yeah, cause, uh, cause in the song, Kanye talks about taking baths with her cousins, sleeping with six of her, uh, five of her other cousins in, in the bed. Um, her aunt was known for bad cooking. So yeah, really, this isn't Kanye's family. It's, it's, uh, Tore Tor- Tori's, 
uh, family who, again, I, I guess I'm, uh, uh, musically challenged, <laughs> uh, some when, when it comes to some artists, I'm not quite sure who she is, uh, per complex. Um, I think she was on, oh, okay. I guess she, I, I, th- maybe she is, I guess she's a, a musical artist too. Anyway. So yeah, but that's the song. The song is, you know, Kanye talking about this, uh, family business talking about, you know, how, what it is like to be in a family. Um, and how, even if he, even if that wasn't quite his story, uh, there are aspects of that, that everyone can relate to, especially if you're, you if you come from a big family, you know, the, um, you know, uh, the aunt that, or, or the relative that might not have really good cooking, um, taking baths with <laughs> when you were little with uh, some of your other cousins or, or stuff like that, having to share a bed, a bed, with your, with your cousins or, or, um, or brothers or sisters, uh, and, you know, just gathering around, hanging out and family, uh, with, with your family and, uh, for the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that. And, um, and then, yeah, the outro is, uh, him talking about all these things I don't really care about except, or I don't care really that much about except for, uh, family. And then the last line is, uh, uh, Let's get Stevie out of jail. Um, let's see. I'm not, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure who saying that line or that, well, that may have been, I think that may have been to Ray. I mean, I think she may have said that, but, um, but that was referencing her, uh, yeah, I think, well, yeah. And, and yeah, to Ray helped Kanye write the song. And she, like I said, she, she's the one who sings the, they don't mean a thing, uh, at, at the end of the song. But, um, that may have been her saying that. I'm not quite sure. But yeah, it's like, let's get Stevie out of jail. And I think that's referencing her brother. Uh, and then we come to the last song, which, uh, yes, I'm now at the final song. I won't spend too much time on it. Um, the final track is the longest track, uh, from Kanye. Not only, I mean, not only on this album, but from all of his songs. It's 12 minutes and 41 seconds. And, um, Kanye, the, the, he basically is telling the story of be, uh, it's he's basically telling his life story from being just a uh, slightly down on his luck, you know, trying to make it in the music industry producer to being a more uh, high profile producer to being, you know, the Kanye West that finally dropped his debut album after years of being in the music industry and years of making beats and samples for other rappers. And and I love the song because um you know, when I first heard it, I was like, this is going on a little bit too long. But the, the more times I heard it, I'm like, well, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's a long song, but I like it a lot. Um, and I liked it more and more the more I heard it. Uh, but basically the first four minutes are, is a, is a song. It's like him rapping and singing. And we get the intro. Um, oh, we get the intro from Jay-Z, uh, <laughs> for the last song. Uh, him, he says, uh, uh, all right, let's run it. Let's run it. Yo, fuck you, Kanye. First and foremost, for making me do this shit, motherfucker. <laughs> Had to throw everybody out of the motherfucking room because they don't, fuck, you know. And then it cuts to Kanye saying, "I'd like to propose a toast." I said, "Toast, motherfucker," you know. And then, uh, and then we get the chorus. And then, um, and the chorus is very catchy. I love the kind of, uh, again, kind of how soulful and laid back it is. Um, but yeah, he's talking about. Uh, uh, yeah, he says, here's to Rockefeller, talking about uh, the record company, Jay-Z's record company. Um, and yeah, he says, raise your glasses, your glasses to the sky. This is the last call for alcohol. 
And, uh, and yeah, so the first like four minutes is him talking about, I mean, well, he talks about it throughout the entire song, but the first four minutes is, uh, him rapping and singing. And then after, afterwards we get, uh, pretty much just, uh, the, the rest, the, the remaining eight minutes is like a spoken word poem. And there's a little bit of, there's like a section where he references, uh, a lyric that he put in one of his songs that he would go on to put on one of his songs or, uh, uh, a line that he would uh from a from a song that I think he like gave to Jay-Z uh I think I'm not quite sure I forgot the line but but yeah so but you know uh the first third of the song is a rapping and singing and then the sec- the last two thirds the last 8 minutes are like a spoken word poem and it's just him going over what happened you know and the 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 hoops that he had to jump through uh to get finally get his uh music produced and, uh, yeah, so it was a great song. I loved it. Uh, some great lines in the, in the song too. I love the term or I love the line where he says, I went to the malls and I bawled too hard. Oh my God. Is that a black card? I turned around and replied, why? Yes, but I prefer the term African American express. <laughs> and then like the, the beat kind of cutting out, like, like stopping, like as soon as he says African American express, like I love the, the, the few times where the beat cuts in and out, um, or the music cuts in and out. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, the the song ends with him, yeah, him talking about how he, he you know, moved into an apartment in Chicago. Or, yeah, it was like he moved into an apartment in Chicago, uh, put a bed together himself, you know, he eventually met Jay-Z, uh, showed him some demos that he was working on. He's like, oh yeah, you sound pretty good. And then, you know, uh, going to eventually to where he was signed by Jay-Z at Rockefeller and, um, and went on to uh, drop uh, this album. And, uh, yeah, and that was pretty much it. Um, oh, and then and I like at the end too, when, uh, um, uh, Kanye is, uh, g- like reciting or not reciting, but he's, uh, he's, um, detailing the events of, uh, the previous record company that, uh, was interested in signing him before Rockefeller did. And the, the, the music just kind of like grind, like, like winds down and it's like, whoa, wait, what happened? And it's basically him saying, um, yo, Capital pulled out of the deal. He's talking with this guy named Mel, and Mel tells him, yo, Capital pulled out of the deal. And then music just cuts out, and then Kanye's like, oh, well, you know, I told them that Rockefeller was interested. And he, uh, yeah, he called Jay-Z, and he's like, man, do you think we could still get that deal with Rockefeller? Or, not, I mean, not Jay-Z, uh, G. Robertson, uh, he, who, uh, he, yeah, he was the one that signed Kanye. Yeah, and... Um, or I get well. I guess Jay Z had a part in it too, but uh, and then we get um, uh, and then we get uh, the music kind of uh, kicks back in, and then it ends with uh, "So won't you raise your glass? Won't you?" Repeated uh, four times. So yeah, that is the end of the song. Uh, oh, and the the track also samples uh, the sample in the song is a Bette Midler's "Mr. Rockefeller." So yeah, that is the uh, end of the song and uh, the, the end of the album review. I know this, this has gone on longer than the actual album because <laughs> I spent 11 minutes talking about Kanye. Uh, but yeah, uh, this was a great album. Um, I loved the, the humor in it. Uh, I loved every song. I loved the skits in between. I loved the satirical poking fun at uh, the, the rap and hip hop uh, gangster persona, you know, uh, that was popular back then. I loved the uh, what he, the themes he was talking about religion and how he's not trying to convert anyone. He's just telling them, "Oh, this is how I feel about it." You know, I like that. You know, not pushing it on anyone. Um, and I lo- I loved the 
the comments on, you know, racism, uh, the comments on the, uh, talking about, yeah, talking about the American education system, which, you know, referring to the title. Uh, and yeah, it's just, uh, like I said, the, the more, the more I listened to it, uh, throughout this past week, the cause I've listened to it like two or three, four times in the, the past, uh, week. And it has become my second favorite album from Kanye, uh, that I've heard. Um, and again, like I said, regardless of what you think of Kanye, he kind of is a piece of shit in a way, or he said some shitty things. He's, he has acted like a piece of shit, kind of arrogant, kind of self-righteous in a, <laughs> at times, but he is, he is still a smart guy for the most part, other than saying some of the stuff he said, you know, the anti-Semitic stuff, but he, he is a very smart, uh, producer and rapper and yeah he's made some great music and this was the start of a very successful career for him and it is a great album that will continue you know it's 20 years later uh it's been 20 years it's still a great album and 20 years later it will still be a great album um definitely will still be fantastic um for years to come uh and also i'm not quite sure i was going to mention this too and i was going to look this up but Obviously, I'm going to go in a second because uh, <laughs> this episode is like a, probably an hour and a half at this point. But um, I don't quite know why the the album cover is a bear. I don't know if that's Kanye in a bear costume. It may be a reference to just, uh, oh, well, the college dropout. He dropped out of college, so now he had to get a job as a as a mascot at the at the or well, that's not even really a job. But maybe maybe he's like. Uh, Maybe they paid him to be the mascot at the high school. I mean, at the college uh, basketball games or something, because uh, he's like sitting on the bleachers in a gym, wearing this uh, bare these bare hands and feet and a, and a head, and then he's wearing like blue jeans, a red shirt, and a, a brown jacket, and I'm <laughs> and he's just like looking at the ground, kind of depressed. And he's still wearing the bear mask, but or bear bear head, the bear mask, but it's like um, he's looking at the ground, kind of like he's depressed. Uh, I feel like that's what that is a reference to, uh, I'm not quite sure. And I would probably, uh, talk, have talked about that in the beginning, but I wanted to mention at the end, cause I didn't mention the album cover at all. I do like the album cover. It's pretty cool. And then that, like the, uh, the p- almost framed picture, like the picture frame, the fancy picture frame around the, uh, around the bear, around Kanye in the, in the suit. I'm, again, I'm assuming it's him in the suit. Uh, looks cool. I, I like it. It's like, it's like a fancy framed picture. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I don't know what that's about, but I do, I do, I'd like to imagine that that would is what it's about, and I'm sure when I look it up, uh, I'm, I might be completely wrong, but uh, but for now, I'm sticking with that's why the album cover looks, or why that's why the album cover is that it's referencing him dropping out of college and and maybe still wanting to be a part of college, so he got a job as the mascot at the high school basketball game, but who knows? Regardless, love the cover, love the album. And I've kept you guys here long enough. Although, again, I don't think this is my longest episode. Um, I haven't checked the time yet. Uh, but <laughs> how long I've been recording. But yeah, uh, so with that being said, uh, if you haven't listened to the album or any of his discography, uh, go listen to it. Definitely start with this album because I feel like this is a good starting point. Even though it's, you know, a little long. Some people might say it might be too long. But I actually am, and, and now especially, I'm totally fine with the the length. I don't think it's too long. But um but yeah, it's a great album, great debut album, a uh, great album to start listening uh, through Kanye's discography if you uh, want to to get into his disc- discography. Um, and yeah, so happy 20th anniversary to the college dropout. 
Uh, and if you guys have listened to the album, uh, I'm sure, uh, hopefully you liked this, uh, podcast and my review of it. And hopefully it wasn't too long. Cause I, I went on a little bit longer than I, uh, meant to. <laughs> and, and like I said, longer than the actual, <laughs> uh, length of the album. So, but, uh, but yeah, that does it for today's episode of the podcast. Again, I hope you all enjoyed, uh, next week I will be, uh, uh, finishing up uh, watching the Marvel street level series. So I will be next. And again, you know what? I might do it Friday. You know what? Let's just say Saturday, uh, until, until I decided to go back to Fridays, I think I'm just going to keep doing this where I'll post the podcast. I'll, I'll record the episodes and post them on Saturday mornings, Saturday afternoons. Uh, so yeah, next Saturday I will be doing another ranking episode. I will be ranking the Marvel street level series, you know, uh, daredevil, Jessica Jones, and the other four, you know, all, all six of them, I'll be ranking all six of them, uh, from least favorite to uh, most favorite. And, uh, yeah, that will be next week's. So, uh, look forward to that. Um, as always, I will see you, uh, next Saturday. I hope you all have a great weekend and until then take care.